Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of therandyreport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community and its allies. In this week's headlines, Norway expanded its penal code to protect all LGBTQ people from hate speech. New diagnoses of HIV among gay and bisexual men in the UK have dropped to their lowest level in 20 years. Lawmakers in Hungary have proposed a change to the country's constitution that would effectively ban same-sex couples from adopting. And openly gay political journalist Steve Kornacki was such a hit on election night, he started trending on social media as Korsnacki. All that and more in this episode of The Randy Report. New diagnoses of HIV among gay and bisexual men in the UK have dropped to their lowest level in 20 years. A new report from Public Health England shows that overall, across all genders and sexualities, the number of people with new HIV diagnosis has dropped by 10% from 4,580 cases in 2018 to 4,139 in 2019. There were 1,700 new HIV diagnoses in gay and bisexual men last year, compared with the previous low of 1,500 in 2000, and 1,600 new diagnoses in heterosexual adults. This is the lowest number of new diagnoses in heterosexual adults since 1998, and the first time the numbers have been so close between gay and bisexual men and straight people. Public Health England attributes the continued decline in transmission to the success of preventative measures and more effective treatment of HIV-positive people so that they have an undetectable level of the virus, meaning it's too low to transmit to others. But there are still challenges ahead in regard to improving uptake of testing and support for people to continue their treatment. In fact, the report shows close to half the people that were newly diagnosed last year were at a late stage of infection, which increases their risk of death by eight times. The report says HIV transmission in gay and bisexual men has fallen 80%. Newly acquired HIV infections fell from estimated peak of 2,700 cases in 2011 to an estimated 540 cases in 2019. The decline in transmission in gay and bisexual men was linked to the increase in prevention, including a rise in the use of condoms and more use of PrEP, pre-exposure prophylaxis. PrEP is a drug that can be taken before sex by HIV-negative people at high risk of contracting the virus, and when taken correctly, it is almost 100% effective at preventing HIV. In addition, HIV treatment is now so effective that 97% of people receiving antiretroviral therapy, also known as ART, have undetectable, and thereby untransmittable, levels of the virus, which means there's not enough virus to infect someone, even if having sex, without condoms. 
Transgender, bisexual, and non-binary people in Norway are celebrating a huge win after the country recently expanded its penal code that previously only protected lesbian and gay people from hate speech to include gender identity and all forms of sexual orientation. These amendments to the Penal Code, which was originally passed in 1981, comes at a time when the ultra-liberal country has seen a rise in LGBTQ hate crimes. The Penal Code states that those who are guilty of hate speech face a fine or up to a year in jail for private comments and a maximum of three years in jail for public remarks. Furthermore, those charged with violent crimes that are motivated by a victim's orientation or gender identity will receive harsher sentences. The amendments expanded the language of the Penal Code to outlaw discrimination based on gender, gender identity, or expression, while also changing its original quote-unquote homosexual orientation language to sexual orientation to include those under the bisexual umbrella. But even with the updated penal code, it's worth noting that the precedence for prosecution is very specific and that it only targets direct attacks against LGBTQ people or language that intentionally dehumanizes them in the public. Norway has been one of the most progressive countries in Europe when it comes to LGBTQ protections and equality, marriage equality, adoption for same-sex families, and assisted insemination treatments for lesbian couples have been legal since 2009. The country also bans housing and employment discrimination against LGBTQ people and allows transgender folks to openly serve in the military. In fact, Norway was just the fourth country in the world to allow transgender people to openly serve in the military in 1979. In 2016, Norway also allowed transgender people to legally change gender without a medical diagnosis. And now, some not-so-good news. Hungary's government has drafted a change to the country's constitution that would, in effect, ban adoption by same-sex couples. The proposed amendment would specify that, quote, the mother is a woman, the father is a man, end quote and permit only married couples to adopt children. In Hungary, same-sex marriage is illegal, but adoption has been possible up until now if one partner applied on their own. Under the proposed amendment, single people could only adopt with special permission from the minister in charge of family affairs. For this reason, the proposal is being viewed by critics as an attack on single-parent families as well as LGBTQ people. At least 500,000 children in Hungary live in single-parent families, and opposition parties have accused the government of discriminating against them in the family allowance and tax system. The change would also require children to be raised with a, quote, Christian interpretation of gender roles. The amendments are likely to be voted into force by the two-thirds Fidesz majority in early December. Meanwhile, the Equal Treatment Authority, which has criticized and even fined government ministers in the past, will be abolished. LGBTQ groups say the changes were deliberately drafted at a time when mass protests aren't possible due to the coronavirus pandemic. This past May, Hungary's parliament approved a law that banned transgender people from changing the gender they were signed at birth on official documents. 
Boo-Hungary. And Poland continues its ugly war against LGBTQ people with new legislation that would ban pride parades throughout the country. The proposed law, entitled Stop LGBT, was submitted to Parliament last week by the lobby group Life and Family Foundation. If passed, it would ban pride parades as well as any other public gatherings that, quote, promote queer identities. The Citizens' Legislative Initiative, a type of bill that can be submitted by the public so long as it receives 100,000 signatures, also seeks to criminalize any promotion of, quote, sex as an entity independent of biological conditions, end quote, and any legal solutions aimed at privileging same-sex relationships. The petition states, quote, The Stop LGBT Project is aimed at ensuring that the constitutional principle of family protection is included in the practice of holding public gatherings so that public space is free from homopropaganda and citizens do not have to watch hideous shows on their streets. End quote. Specifically listed in the petition are equality parades, exhibitionism, and provocations. The bill is backed by parts of Poland's influential Catholic Church and has already received over 200,000 supporting signatures from citizens, double the amount needed for it to be reviewed in Parliament. Pride parades became a flashpoint ahead of Poland's presidential elections, which saw the leading party, PIS, secure a landslide win after a campaign based on virulent homophobia. The leader of the right-wing government promised Poland to do away with the traveling theater of equality marches. Despite this, a PIS spokesman offered no promises that the proposal to ban pride would actually be possible under Polish law. According to recent reports, the party is uneasy with the victory of Joe Biden in the United States, whom they fear will be critical of their anti-LGBTQ domestic policies. Go, 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 Joe. Sarah McBride said she didn't run for the Delaware State Senate to make history or headlines, but her victory on November 3rd over Republican Steve Washington did just that. She is the first openly transgender person to be elected to the state Senate and come January will be the highest ranking out trans state legislator in the country. McBride was expected to win handily in the heavily blue 1st Senate District, which includes part of Wilmington, and she did so with more than 70% of the votes. McBride previously worked as National Press Secretary for the Human Rights Campaign. When she addressed the Democratic National Convention in 2016, she became the first openly trans person to speak at the major party convention in the U.S., Eight transgender or gender nonconforming candidates were elected or re-elected on November 3rd. McBride said in a statement, she feels the increasing number of trans legislators proves voters are beginning to look past candidates' identities that were previously considered handicaps in politics. While she wouldn't describe it as pressure, McBride said she feels a responsibility to ensure that she isn't the last LGBTQ person who can hold a position like hers. She said, quote, 
I certainly feel a responsibility to ensure that we grow not just the numbers, but the full diversity of LGBTQ people who have a seat at the table. But I also know that the only way that I can fulfill that responsibility to the LGBTQ community is to be the best state senator possible for the residents of my district. Ultimately, that's what I'm focused on. MSNBC viewers were so engaged by openly gay political journalist Steve Kornacki's adorkable election night coverage that the hashtag TrackingKornacki began trending on Twitter as he recapped the night's returns. Other social media users dubbed him Corsnacky, Map Daddy, and Chartthrob, while MSNBC, realizing his appeal, gave him his own Kornacki cam so viewers could watch him when nothing else was happening. The Today Show's weekend co-anchor, Peter Alexander, called Kornacki part political junkie, part human calculator, and part energizer bunny, while New York Magazine called him, quote, the only cute thing about the election, adding, quote, either his butt looks especially good or we're just slowly being driven mad by tonight, this election, and the past four years. Kornacki made such an impression on election night viewers that his trademark khaki pants were hit as well. So much so that after New York Magazine reported he got them from The Gap, people started buying them from the apparel store like crazy. A Gap spokesman told the Today Show that it saw a dramatic increase in online traffic and within a day saw a jump of 90% in sales online. For those who may be interested, USA Today reports that Kornacki likes the store's modern khaki style in a palomino brown color and straight fit. This really is becoming the year of the gay Christmas movie. I previously reported on several holiday romance flicks coming our way, including the Sony Pictures film Happiest Season premiering on Hulu, as well as Lifetime's The Christmas Setup, and Hallmark Channel's The Christmas House. And now, there's a gay cowboy Christmas rom-com on the way, titled Dashing in December, that looks to be a cross between God's Own Country and Brokeback Mountain, but with a much lighter touch and a whole lot more tinsel. The official synopsis reads, When Wyatt Burwall, played by Peter Port, finally returns home for the holidays in an effort to convince his mother Deb, played by Andy McDowell, to sell the family's Colorado ranch, a romance unexpectedly ignites between Wyatt and their dashing new ranch hand, Heath Ramos, played by Juan Pablo de Pache who dreams of saving the beloved property and the ranch's magical Winter Wonderland attraction while reawakening the spirit of Christmas in Wyatt's lonely heart. Dashing in December from MTV Studios will debut on Paramount TV on December 13th, with simulcasts on TV Land, Pop, and Logo. You can check out the trailer at therandyreport.com. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you enjoy catching up on LGBTQ news in a quick podcast, I'd appreciate it if you would share it with your friends. I like to think of The Randy Report as the 60 minutes of gay news, only shorter. And remember, you can find me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com, where I cover the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. Just a quick reminder, 
When in public, please wear a face mask, practice social distancing, and wash your hands a lot. Take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next time.